Good afternoon, it's Abby from Stories with Clothes and welcome to my monthly style chat. Today I wanted to talk to you about using your wardrobe more effectively, shopping mindfully in today's unusual world and what sustainable fashion may mean to you. So my name's Abby, my business is Stories with Clothes and I'm a full-time personal stylist. You may have heard my show last month all about the power of colour. If you haven't, then do have a listen. It's now available over on the podcast. So do have a listen to that and let me know what you think. So today I wanted to touch on using your wardrobe more effectively. And there are a number of ways you can do this. Now, the first point is to have a good old clear out. Who doesn't love a clear out? Now, it seems strange that you may maximise outfits from getting rid of clothes, but it's actually true. When you've had a good clear out, you can actually see the wood for the trees. If your wardrobe is really messy and overfilled, it's actually really difficult to plan outfits and see mindfully what you've actually got in there. So when you're having a clear out, be honest with yourself. If you've kept something for years because you hope you might fit back into it or you know, perhaps you're going to fall in love with it again, then be realistic about that. Of course, there are going to be things that you absolutely love and you want to keep because they have special meaning to you. And as a stylist, I would never encourage anyone to get rid of a piece like that. We all have those items in our wardrobe. I'm sure us ladies have kept our wedding dresses and there are lots of other items like that. I've got a dress that I wore on the day I opened my women's wear boutique and there's no way I could fit back into it, but I keep it because it holds a really special meaning and memory for me. So I would never suggest getting rid of those items. But there are some pieces that, in all realistically, you're probably just looking for an excuse to get rid of it. So I am giving you permission for those items. Just get rid. They clear out space. It means that you've got a much more edited and refined wardrobe to look at rather than looking at a huge mess. Another tip is to get the same hangers. I always recommend to my clients velvet hangers. They actually take up less space They just look better and they will help your garments last longer. So particularly if you've got delicate items like silk, so for example, a silk shirt, they'll hang so much better on a velvet hanger. And if you've used wooden hangers, you'll actually find that with velvet hangers, they will take up much less space. So if you do like to have a very full wardrobe, then you can make, excuse me, you can make use of those velvet hangers, which do take up a lot less, um, lot less space. So I'll move on to accessories. People often underestimate accessories, but it can be a really powerful way of upgrading and elevating a really simple outfit. Or if you're exploring colour for the first time, then you could also consider that doing that in accessories. So it could be a colourful tie, for example, or a really gorgeous silk um, pocket silk. If you're wearing a suit, perhaps for an interview or something like that, it could be a scarf. It could be a headscarf, it could be earrings, bright shoes, a handbag, anything like that that's going to kind of take your look to the next level. If you're working from home a lot um, and you're on Zoom doing Zoom calls, then something like an earring or a necklace can really make a big difference to an outfit. Um, can sometimes be a talking point or just something to kind of give you a bit of a lift or a boost. Also with your wardrobe, don't underestimate selling on and monetizing things that you want to get rid of, particularly if you've got some good designer brands. Designer brands really maintain their value. So if you do want to monetize your wardrobe, gather all those pieces together and then just spend an evening or an afternoon, if you've got the time, listing them on a suitable um, reselling site. Also, you may want to look at if you have um, a pre-loved dress agency 
near to you, in which case you could just drop the items off and they'll sell it for you for um, a small cut on it. So if you don't want to be listing things on Depop or eBay, then you may want to consider local dress agencies um, for yourself. Look at ways of customising outfits. So you don't have to be, um, you know, a brilliant kind of needlework artist. You may just want to sew on some different buttons to a blazer, for example, or shorten or lengthen something. Also, don't underestimate dry cleaners. They can often do very effective um, letting out, taking up, hemming, anything like that very, very quickly and often extremely affordably as well. So don't underestimate being able to customise items because it will ensure that they fit you better. So you may, have, for example, have a blazer and um, that it's a bit too big or a bit too small. You know, don't necessarily get rid of it straight away. Consider having it taken in or let out. I bought a little jacket recently in a charity shop. It's an absolutely beautiful plum colour and the fit is heavenly, except I have extremely long arms and I noticed that it had quite a big hem on there. So I dropped it straight into the dry cleaners on the way home um, and asked him to let out the sleeves for me as much as they'd go. So when I pick that item up, it's actually going to fit me so much better and all for under £20. So, you know, such a bargain. Um, and it's just a really beautiful piece. So that leads me on to shopping mindfully. So what do I mean when I talk about shopping mindfully? It really is all about buying pieces that bring you joy and happiness and not just buying stuff for the sake of it. So understanding your body shape is really important for buying clothes, especially nowadays when it's very rare that we're able to try clothes on if, if we're in the shops. Obviously, if you're buying online, you can, you can try them on at home. But understanding body shape is really important. I do offer a free body shape guide. So if you do want to sign up for that, you can hop onto my website, which is storieswithclothes.com and just fill out your details and I can pop that over to you. Understanding size is difficult as there's just so much dis disparity between the numbers. You can be a 10 in one shop and a 14 in other and the same for menswear as well. And there are some brands which come up bigger or smaller. So if you know this and you've got pieces at home that work for you, um, then make a note of this before you go shopping so that you're selecting the right sizes to suit you. Write a list of what you need, because that would be really helpful. And uh, It means that you can stay focused and really look at the pieces that you want to buy or need to buy rather than just, again, buying stuff for the sake of it or because you've seen it on someone else. When you've found something that you really love, Think if you can create three outfits with it from the pieces that you already own at home. So if you're looking at a top, can it kind of slot into your wardrobe and work hard for you? So what I always say to people, your clothes should work hard for you. It's not you doing the other way around. If you can't think of that, then it's probably worth popping it back and saving yourself the money. So online resources also. Lots of larger brands and stores now have quite advanced technology to help you with things like size and fit of items. So you can do your research before going and see if they either offer it in store or they may have it available on their website, which you could look at perhaps on your phone whilst you're there. Look at the fabric and washing instructions. So many people forget to do this either before they order online or when they're sort of queuing up at the checkout to buy something. So if you're really not up for dry cleaning and you don't want the extra hassle, then really consider putting it back because there's no point getting it home and then feeling either that you want to return it, which is just costly for everybody involved in terms of time and paper and everything else. So really think about it, you know, look at fabrics. If it's if you're going to be too hot in the summer, you want to look for natural breathable fabrics like cotton, silk, linen, chambray, etc. So really think about the seasons and how those clothes are going to perform for you. Ask for help. 
you know, you can ask for help in a store, particularly if it's a, sh- a local shop where you may have some really lovely local independent boutiques and small department stores who really know their brands. Um, and consequently, they'll also know the, the fit and the sizing really well. So use their skills and expertise in working out if it's going to fit and suit you and your shape. And they'll probably also be able to recommend other ways of wearing wearing that item. So don't underestimate local people's skills in terms of offering their advice um, and knowledge of their brands. So let's talk about sustainable fashion and what it means to you. Some people can be a bit confused about what sustainable fashion actually is. And I think there is a bit of a misconception that it means you've got to go around wearing a straw sack and flowers in your hair and generally not wash. And it's really not the case at all. There are so many aspects to it that I think that's often where the confusion has arisen from. So there's pre-loved. So pre-loved are pieces that have been worn, owned before. Um, Generally, nothing wrong with them. Often you'll find these pieces in dress agencies and they may be designer brands as well. I'm really fortunate close by to me. I have an amazing dress agency, which I go to a lot. Um, I've picked up some really incredible pieces there from a Diane von Furstenberg cardigan that I'm actually wearing at the moment, which is just beautiful. It's so unique. It's beautifully made. And it's a piece that would literally last me forever. Um, and yes, yeah, someone has owned it before and loved it before. And I'm loving it again now. Absolutely nothing wrong with it at all. And it's a joy to be able to give an item of clothing a new home and a new lease of life. So that's really pre-loved. And you can also look for vintage pieces, which might be, I mean, you know, vintage is a bit of a vague area now. To me, vintage is kind of you know, really sort of 50s, 60s, 70s, I suppose 80s pieces, but probably nowadays it's up to 90s as well. It's probably anything over 10 years old. Um, I'm probably still a bit slightly old fashioned with with vintage pieces. But these are things that you could actually find in a charity shop. You could find them in a dress agency. And they these are the timeless pieces when items are really made with love and care, often in this country, um, before kind of fast fashion really took over and a lot of things got shipped off to the Far East. If you can find a vintage Marks and Spencers piece made from, say, the 70s or the 80s, the fabric was absolutely amazing. It's like next level quality and the tailoring. And you'll often find that those pieces were made in in this country, which is just such a joy. And it's still going strong now. So, you know, that is really a testament to the quality and the level of fabric used in those pieces so really worth looking at those items it's not even considered high end but there is just a different feel to those pieces from that era and then you've got charity shopping and I'm sure we're all used to a bit of charity shopping now and you may have listened to one of my first shows with Joe actually where we talked about our love of shopping in charity shops and the joy of finding those unexpected pieces And it really doesn't have that sort of um, negative feeling about it anymore. I know when I started shopping in charity shops when I was about 14, it was a real point of ridicule for me at school. And, you know, there was the assumption that if you shopped in charity shops, you were poor. And it really isn't the case. Um, You know, anyone can shop in a charity shop and find some incredible pieces. It's just knowing what to look for. And it's also about being patient and being able to walk away when you can't find 
what you're looking for. Um, but also you do have to be a bit open minded. Having said that, you have to be a bit open. You can't go with an exact list like you might do ordinary shopping. You do have to be a little bit flexible, but also be prepared to walk away if there isn't if there isn't something suitable, like with any any sort of shopping. There's no point buying it if you're not going to love it and wear it and use it. So other aspects to sustainable fashion can be when you have a wardrobe edit, obviously don't just put the clothes in the bin if you are having a big old clear out uh, because they'll just end up in landfill. They might end up just clogging up the earth. They might be burnt. Either one of those options are really, really bad for the planet. I always think to myself, what would David Attenborough think or say to me if I did something like that? Um, you know, he is one of my biggest heroes. My children adore him. Um, rightly so. I think he's an amazing person. Um, aren't we lucky to have him fighting the corner for the planet? And um, boy, do we need the help at the moment. So I always think to myself, what would David think, you know, if I'm about to chuck out a T-shirt? So there's lots of different things you can do with that. Obviously, you can donate it to charity. I think at the moment, a lot of charity shops are absolutely inundated with donations. I know all of my local ones are just snowed under, still catching up with lockdown donations and things left outside outside their shop. Often, you know, they're reliant on volunteers coming in and they either simply haven't got the help or volunteers have decided not to come back. And often they've just had, you know, too many donations. I actually worked as assistant manager in a charity shop for a year. Um, it was amazing. I absolutely loved it, seeing what pieces came in and what people wanted to buy and having conversations with the volunteers and the people that came into the shop. It was a really, really great experience and came for it at a perfect time for me. So, yeah, do consider shopping in charity shops. Just be mindful of what you're giving them. If it isn't something that they can sell, then potentially they're sort of sending it on um, you know, to be sent overseas as well, unfortunately. So just be really careful about where your goods that you don't want anymore, where they're going um, and try and kind of track the story of it so that you know and you're not just sort of washing hands of it and kind of chucking it in the bin and saying, oh, well, it's not my problem anymore. It's all of our problem, isn't it? This is the thing. So there's lots of different aspects to sustainable fashion. Hopefully that's kind of clarified a little bit about how you can kind of do your part. And really it is about buying only those things that you want to need and that you're going to love um, and enjoy. One of the areas that I think is really useful for people in getting the most out of their clothes and their wardrobe rather than just chucking stuff out all the time is planning outfits. I think that this area has a lot of benefits to it in that you get to know what's in your wardrobe really, really well. So when you're looking through your wardrobe regularly, you start to notice things that perhaps had fallen on the floor or that you haven't worn for a while. And actually, if you just dry cleaned it and added a few new buttons, would be perfectly serviceable again. So there's lots of different areas to looking and planning your outfits in advance. I find when I advise clients to do this, it eliminates a lot of stress and decision making in the mornings. So especially for um, busy mums and dads who've got a lot of things to get ready, perhaps there's children, pets, workouts, lunches and all that sort of thing, actually knowing what you're wearing can take away some of that stress that people may feel in the mornings. And I often lay out my outfits sometimes up to a week in advance if I know what I'm doing. So another good thing is being organised and having your diary ready so that you know where you're going and what you're doing. And I know for a lot of us, we are working from home and we're not actually going anywhere. 
but still I do think that there is a major point for actually getting dressed the just the physicalness of getting dressed and kind of owning and seizing the day and yeah really taking ownership of it and saying yes I am going to get dressed okay I'm working from home but I still can get dressed feel a bit more put together and a bit more ready to kind of fight the day you know and get get on with things so when you outfit plan you'll often find pieces that you'd forgotten about like I said before um, you can eliminate potential problems in the morning so if you want to wear a particular outfit and you've got no clean tights or your ties are grubby or your suit's grubby then you know you can get those sorted out and plan something else to wear so it helps with um, that area check what the weather's doing as well so if you are going out and about and you've planned to wear a kind of thin dress or you know a pair of shorts or something and you've actually checked the weather and it's minus two then maybe you want to reconsider the outfit that you've selected so every outfit tells a story and it's one of my my things that I share with my clients a lot so whether you like it or not when you first meet someone your outfit tells them the story of who you are and what you stand for whether you like that or not it's just true you know as as human beings we're very visual creatures and people make first impressions in less than seven seconds so it's really important to tell the right story especially if you're conducting a meeting on zoom or perhaps you're attending an interview I know a lot of my friends are actually interviewing at the moment so it's really important you know that you kind of get that look right and tell the story that you that you want to share when you spend time with your wardrobe and you look at kind of what you're wearing, what you're planning, see it as an investment in you. It's an investment in yourself and it's just taking that little bit of time. I mean, we all lead really busy lives and often we're at the bottom of a long list of things to do and you just shove on what's close to hand or we kind of stick to our safe outfits. Sometimes when you sort through your wardrobe and you start thinking about planning an outfit and evaluate kind of what works for you and what doesn't, it just it enables space in your mind and in your wardrobe. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to fill that space with new new items. It just gives you kind of that clarity. So my top tips would be think about the story you want to tell. What are you doing the following day? What is the story that you want the world to know about you? You can select two to three outfits. If I do that, I usually have one colour um, as a base to work from so I might have two tops and a skirt and a few accessories to go with that and then in the morning I'll decide on which top for example I'd also look at the accessories and the shoes making sure that I had all the things I needed so have I got the right bag have I got some tights to go with it for example are the shoes clean if I'm going for an interview or going to see a client for example have I packed up kind of my bag and my, got my kit ready um, and really just enjoy the process and have fun with it I bet when you do something like this, you'll find loads of clothes that you'd forgotten you had and you can incorporate them into new outfits. And that leads me really back to sustainable fashion. That is part of sustainable fashion, re-wearing and reusing what we already own. It's not about going out there necessarily and buying new pieces or pre-loved pieces or secondhand or vintage. It's actually really looking at what you own and making it work hard for you. And you'll hear that I say that a lot, but it's so true. Make your clothes work hard for you. Um, and then you're really, you know, not in trouble of getting David Attenborough knocking on your door, telling you off. Um, and I bet that everybody, if you look through your wardrobe, there'll be more clothes than you remember in there. When I do an edit, usually I create between something like 20, 12 and 25 new outfits from existing clothes. So they're clothes that that person already owns. And all I'm doing is going in there and enabling space, 
creating new looks with what is already there. So I set you that challenge of going and having a look at that. So hopefully you've enjoyed today's shows. We've covered quite a lot. Um, and you'll hear from me next month. I haven't decided on the topic yet. So I will let Jo know and she'll be able to share that with you at some point later this month. So lovely to speak with you. Have a great day and I will speak with you very, very soon. It's Abby's Stories With Clothes.